29 to 7 on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Let's get straight into the PSL radio show. Segunjolo, I'm Dwayne Deloca. We've got a busy show uh, tonight, including chats with Eric Tinkler and Bungaletu Jaya, Hamtrick Hero from the weekend. We'll also catch up with uh, Chad Clegg, give us an overview of what was a uh, rather enthralling Nedbank Cup round of 32 so far. Uh, but uh, overall, intriguing weekend of sport. It's Sweater Derby, we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, let's not forget about the Proteus losing to Australia. It was a thrilling game if you were in neutral, but uh, final ball of the match, disappointing for the uh, the Proteus. Uh, Australia levelling the series in the Blitzbock. Uh, finishing third in Las Vegas and who did they lose to in the semi-finals? Australia, that's right. Uh, Lions, though, putting their hands up so well in Super Rugby and uh, great and exciting cycle to a finish. But one of the most enthralling finishes of all for the weekend for me was Adam Scott's win in Florida. Five holes down, he's five strokes behind the leaders. After 15 holes, he's leading by two and holds on to win by a stroke. So, uh, great fight back from the Australian who, who's now won two on the trot, but plenty positive news for the Aussies then this weekend. And staying on a positive note, good news coming through from Bulaguardi City. Uh, midfielder Nazir Jacobs apparently semi-conscious now and slowly recovering uh, following a car accident that he had a couple of weeks back. But uh, Lots to talk about, but I'll get straight into your sports news. Football news, Supersport United coach Stuart Baxter, wary of tomorrow's Nedbank Cup round of 32 tie against struggling Morocco Swallows, saying, Beware the man with nothing to lose. United have endured a poor campaign with the club in 11th position in the uh, AFSA Premiership standings, but the birds are currently rooted to the bottom of the National First Division. Cricket news, the World T20 starts in India tomorrow with eight teams aiming to qualify for the main stage of the competition. The opening match sees Zimbabwe play Hong Kong in Nagpur from 11.30, while Scotland face Afghanistan at uh, 4. The winners of each of the two groups will book a place in the Super 10 phase beginning on March the 15th. Athletics News, South Africa's best athletes will descend on Pilditz Stadium in Pretoria tomorrow for the opening leg of the inaugural Athletics South African Night Series that begins at 5 o'clock. Olympic silver medalist long jumper Hutsumukwena, World Championships bronze medalist javelin thrower Sunit Falun and national 100 metre record holder Kandisimbini will headline the first of the four legs in the domestic competition that sees athletes compete in 17 track and field disciplines. Rugby News, the Blitz box are pulled with Argentina, Scotland and Brazil in pool C of the sixth uh, round of seven series in Vancouver, Canada. That's going to be played this uh, coming weekend. And I can tell you in cycling news, uh, FDJ's Arno uh, Demau on the first stage of the Paris-Nice South Sprinting Team Sky's Ben Swift and Nasser Buhani of Kofidis. That's your sports news. It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, it's been Nedbank Cup time, so let's begin there. We've had 43 goals in the 14 Nedbank Cup matches played already, and uh, we, we could have seen so much more, I actually believe. But 10 PSL sides are through, three National First Division sides, and one SAFA regional team have advanced to the last 16 already, with two matches still to play, those both being played tomorrow. But it's, it's difficult to touch on each game, but we're going to try and touch on those that we uh, won't be covering tonight uh, by Chinese Eric Tinkler and Bongole to Jaya. We've got Chad Clay at the kickoff report on the line. Chad, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, hello. Awesome. Hi, uh, hi uh, Dwayne. Uh, Chad, first match I want to talk about with you is uh, Runaway Log Leaders, Mamalodi Sundowns, taken to extra time before uh, an inspired game by Dennis Onyango and Keegan Dolly saving Sundowns blushes. What happened? Yeah, I think um, I think in matches like that it's, it's always going to be tough because uh, Pizzo alluded to the fact that 
uh, analyzing a team like that, where they play in the first division, where it has an age restriction of the five under 23 players, mm. and then coming to a match of a NetBank Cup where they can play as many 30-year-olds as they like. So uh, I think the planning Sundowns did will, will probably for those under 23 players without being able to fill in for, for the senior players. And I think uh, for guys like that coming into a match of that caliber, it's, it's mostly on emotion, I think, uh, when, when you face Sundowns, where Sundowns are mostly based on preparation and, and the coach's instructions. I think uh, Alan Fries might have had a much easier job motivating his players and, and not much of a game plan because the players' emotions take over and, and they're out there on the field giving everything they've got just to prove a point that they can actually play against the big dogs. While we saw at least one upset of uh, PSL sides, uh, some other lacklustre displays from, from the PSL teams before eventually sneaking through. Just give us your take, though, on Platinum Stars and Golden Arrows performances in particular. Yeah, look, uh, like I said with, with the Sundowns game, obviously for the PSL teams playing against uh, the lower division teams, they can't. Their, their planning is not as extensive as, as uh, when they play against PSL teams. So uh, having to plan for a team for platinum stars like Stenefeld, uh I think the players' attitudes themselves are like, okay, this is going to be an easy game. Uh, we got to score four or five goals and, and we through to the next round. When a team like Stenefeld is more motivated in, in terms of uh, trying trying to show these guys that, listen, don't underestimate us. We can also play football. So I think the players' attitude, number one, going into such matches uh, is detrimental to their performance because um, if you go into a game underestimating your opponent, obviously you're going to struggle. So I think in that case, Platinum Stars struggled based on, on the fact that they probably thought that Stenefeld was going to be an easy walkover. And then also with errors, I think it's, it's much of the same. With, with those players being uh, big-time Charlies in, in the PSL, I think it, it's... It's a, it's a big attitude adjustment going into a game where you're playing against a team of a lower division who's, who's more motivated than you are. Uh, is that where it went wrong for, uh, for, for Chipper United, losing out to Barocco, national first division side? Definitely, I think. Uh, but Barocco, we've seen in the past, they, they've got some quality players, they've got a, a quality uh, management system and, and technical team as well. And, and the fact that they're leading the, the first division uh, standings is, is not by luck, so... Uh, the first division is very competitive in itself. So coming up against a cheaper side who are struggling in, in, in the, well not struggling, they're actually in the top eight in the, in the PSL. I think it, it had a lot, it must have had a lot to do with, with the players' attitudes going into that match. Because if you look at the, uh, at when Barocca scored, they were 2 0 up. Chippa had chased the game for much, for much of the 90 minutes. So I think in that ex- aspect, I think, uh, they just left it a little too late for, for, to beat Barocca in the end. Let's talk about some of the, the more dominant displays there, because there were some on the flip side. Uh, Aces winning 7-0 against United Rovers, and had it not been for the Rovers' keeper, I think it could have been 15 or even 20-0 fairly easily. Uh, and Bombella United, very dominant against uh, Savania Golden Stars, winning 4-0, and, and, and Tux getting a 5-0 win over Pulaguani City Rovers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with Tux, I think um, that's obviously down to, to their performance domestically. Obviously, they've been struggling this season, and, and with the net bank up now, I think it's, it's key for them to do well in that tournament because they've been reduced to, to sometimes they've played two, three fixtures in, in the space of a month or even two months sometimes. So for them to keep on keep building momentum, I think it, it was vitally important for them to beat um, 
the team in, in, in the next bank up so that they can advance and, and their fixtures are, are spread out nicely for them to, to actually maintain that momentum. And also, I think with, with um, Pumalanga Black Aces, there also you have a team who was, who was second for, for much of the season, uh, tipped as league, league title contenders for, for probably just over halfway until they, they faltered against Sundowns and, and Pirates. So I think they, it was an aspect of, of trying to show themselves more than anything that they can actually do well and, and they have to do well if they want to compete with, amongst the best. So, uh, some, some of those results are obviously down to, to the players and the coaches understanding, um, the, the, the magnitude of, of, of having to advance in, in a tournament like this, even though they play against, uh, lower division teams. You don't, you don't go into a match and, and, and just underestimate these guys because, like I said, you, you can't plan for them because there's no, there's not much video footage, there's not much, uh, tactical analysis on them. So all you have to do is just go out and, and then give your best as if you're playing against Chiefs or Pirates or Sunlight Pass. Let's talk about the last two matches, uh, still in the Nedbank Cup round of 32. The two relegated sides from last season, Morocco Swallows and Amazulu in action. Uh, Swallows hosting Supersport United and Jim Cosmos tackling uh, Amazulu. What do you, uh, what do you make of those games? Yeah, look, um, Supersport have had some ups and downs this season as well. Uh, since Baxter's taken over, they've tried to build some consistency, but, uh, obviously the match against Sundowns was, was, uh, was disappointing from their side because they, they struggled to take the opportunities once again and, and, and Sundowns ran away with the result. They weren't even able to get on the score sheet. So for them, it's, it's very important to, to take this match as, as serious as, as possible because Swallows are on the verge of being relegated from the National First Division. And this is basically a last gasp opportunity to, to, to salvage their pride or anything that they've got left to play for. So I think, uh, Supersports would, would like to would have to go into that match on starting from the first whistle, showing their intent clearly and and, and making sure they don't, they don't allow Morocco swallows a chance. And then obviously Cosmos um, in the in the PSL they've been also inconsistent. We know Cosmos for for not scoring goals and managing those draws. So I think uh, Amazulu with with Nomvete especially and and experienced guys in that team. Uh, I think they could prove a threat to, to Cosmos' uh, uh, advancing in, in the NetBank Cup. So I'd, I'd say if I had to predict anything, I'd go with Supersport over Swallows and I'd probably give it to Amazulu over Cosmos. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, great insights and views from Chad Clayton, kickoff reporter. Thank you very much for your time this evening and enjoy the remaining action in the uh, NetBank Cup. Awesome. Thanks so much. Such a pleasure, Dan. CSL Radio Show. It's FM South Africa's news and information leader. Now, let's talk about the uh, big match this weekend. The last 32 of the Nedbank Cup. Stunning Tenda Ndoro uh, strikes in the last 15 minutes. That uh, booked Orlando Pirates a place in the last 16 of the Nedbank Cup. A 2-0 victory over Kaiser Chiefs at the F&B Stadium on Saturday afternoon. We've got the victorious coach, Eric Tinkler, on the line. Eric, thanks for joining us. Hello. Hi, good evening and good evening to your listeners. Thank you. And uh, listen, congratulations uh, on, on the win. Thanks, man. Yeah, I know good one for us, you know, it was important for us, obviously, if you want to beat our arch rivals and move on into the next phase and, and manage to achieve that on the weekend. You could have actually been uh, at least one, maybe even 2 nil up inside 11 minutes, but uh, couldn't take your chances. What did you say at half-time? It must have been a, a fairly frustrating opening 45 for you. 
Yeah, I think, you know, like I stated in the press conference, we, we started again very well and, and within the first cup, and I created a fantastic chance. We ended up one on one with, uh, Riyad Peterson and Riyad made a good save. And then on the seventh minute, uh, Gif Super come across. I think he should have done better to, to, you know, to, to finalize and put the ball in the back of the net, but he, he didn't do that. And then after that, we, we tended to, I think players must have started to think, well, we're going to have one of those days again. And, mm. you know, the confidence level started to drop. I thought Chiefs started to dominate in terms of possession. They had a lot more of the ball than what we did. And they started to create a few more chances uh, than what we did in, in the first uh, first half. Half-time, it was important to speak to the players and explain to them that they needed to continue playing the way we started the game because, yes, we created and we didn't score, but... But the chance would eventually fall and we would get that, that opportunity to put it in the back of the net. And defensively, we needed to be a lot better structured. We were giving Chiefs away too much time and space. And although, you know, Brighton, I think the whole game, I had to make a really hard play. You know, against Chiefs, you, you can't give them that type of time and space. And second half, I thought it was a lot better. And once I got the goal, I thought he settled. He started to play a little bit better, and then obviously we got the second from also again Tendai's in a fantastic uh, free kick that we took very very quickly, and I don't think Chiefs were organised. And then the confidence just grew even more, and then you know a little bit of showboating towards the end. Mm. Uh, but you know I think it was a, a necessary uh, thing to take place just so that the players can rebuild that confidence that we knew they had, particularly during the Confederations Cup. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised though it's still comments being made about Orlando Pirates at the moment. But I mean, you've won five of your last seven matches across all competitions. That's a that's a fairly enviable record. And there's only one other team that's got that sort of winning record at, at the moment. But how do you keep it going and finish the season strong, though? Oh, just continuing believing that what you're doing is is, is right. You know, the the fact is uh, the way I'm coaching the team now is no different to the way I coached them at the beginning of the season. Hmm. I continue doing exactly the same, continue to having the same belief in them. And and they are responding. And we knew eventually sooner or later it would turn because you know, I don't I don't believe that you become a bad team overnight. I do believe that, you know, yes, the Confederations Cup was a massive loss for, for all of us. And I think that did affect the team in, in many, many ways. And it was really a rebuilding process that we needed to go through. And once we found our balance and, and our positiveness, you know, we would start getting back to, to winning ways. But, you know, it's, 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 it's been a, a long journey. There's been also a lot of injuries that we've had over the past four or five months. And, you know, because of that, it's also brought a lot of inconsistency in terms of our starting 11. So that has also made things a little bit difficult. But slowly but surely, the players are all coming back. The guys that you know, uh, not regulars have also, you know, held up their hands and they've, they've come in and they've done extremely well. Tendai is a, is a very good example. There's the young boy, Livoyo Mamela, he's also done well. And Paul McCullough, you know, coming in and playing the Oakham role, I think, has got stronger and better and better game after game, you know. So the players have been stepping up, which is a positive thing to have. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, Tendai Indoor in particular, I mean, he had, what, four chances in the game? He put two away, and that's, I suppose it's the sort of return you expect from uh, a top-tier striker. But this was only his third start of the season, his yeah. ninth appearance overall. H- how have you kept him sharp? Well, you know, it's always in training, talking to him and explaining my reasoning behind him not, not being in the squad. And, you know, 
I think in clubs where he's played before, he's, he's been relied upon purely to put the ball in the back of the net. But at Pirates, we expect everybody to work both offensively and defensively. And and there's a specific way that we, we apply pressure that, that demands the, the that, that basically starts with the striker applying that pressure defensively. And, and he wasn't performing that, truth be told, in, in training. And I wasn't seeing that high work rate from him. And he needed to, to improve that. And, and I think he, he himself recognized it and, and it started to work. Plus, he's, he's a striker that usually likes to run into spaces, run in behind the defense, but we're a team that also likes to build up from the back. We don't really play a lot of long ball. And, and I think it's been a little while for him to adjust to the style of play and the players getting used to, uh, his movements, you know, and so that if you can find him inside the box and and if he's got a bit of time, we know how dangerous he can be. You know, we see it in training. It's just a case of him being able to get there. Eric, if we, if we look ahead, obviously, uh, Jomo Cosmos is uh, immediately ahead. What are you expecting against uh, a side that is, is slowly but surely seeming to find its feet this season? Well, <laughs> every game for us is a, is a final. It's just a harsh reality at Orlando Pirates. Everybody wants to beat us. And I'm guessing it's no different to for Chiefs or, or Sundowns. So when you're playing Cosmos, you can't really judge them on uh, their previous performance against whoever it might be because you know you're going to be facing a complete different team. And we saw that, obviously, when we played them in the first round. Mm. And we unfortunately lost 1-0 against them. So we've got to come highly motivated. We know that they are going to come extremely motivated against us. They, they, they're in a precarious situation. They want to try and get themselves away from that relegation zone. And it's going to be a massive battle. So, so we've got to be, be up for it. You know, we've got to approach the game no different to the way we approach the Chiefs game. If I can ask you from a, a technical perspective, I mean, Marks Mapunyane and I were looking at the benches uh, over the weekend and we were actually talking about Steve Kumpela, Dr. Kamalo, Brian Baloy on the Chiefs bench and obviously you, Tabojo Malloy, Rowan Fernandez on the, on the Pirates bench. How significant is, that, is it having that, that uh, footballing intellectual property available on the, on the bench and having some great minds with uh, wonderful experience all around you? No, I think it is very important, you know, especially if it's people that you, you're referring to that have been pretty successful in their careers and, and have achieved things, you know, because obviously there's a level of respect that the players give to those people that have achieved things in their playing careers. So it's very, very important. And then obviously those that personnel or that technical team obviously being able to, to pass the message on to the players in, in, a, in a positive uh, positive way that the players can understand and and implement, uh, you know, on, on, on the day of the game. So, and that's good for me. I think it's great to see a lot of South African coaches now being being recognised and given opportunities to to show what they were. You know, I think a lot of these guys like Rowan, you know, he played in Germany, he has experience of playing. He's played for Bafana, he's come in, and I think he's done a very good job with the with the goalkeeping department. And and Brian Beloy is, is pretty similar. The Chiefs he was also an ex Bafana keeper who achieved things with Bafana Bafana. And obviously with Kaiser Chiefs and, and also with Mamalodi Sandown. So it's guys with a lot of experience and, and it's good to see them passing it on to, to the younger generation. Well, Eric Tinkler, you lost five matches against Chiefs. You've beaten them twice and you haven't actually lost a game. So I think uh, you're starting to come in your own in the, in the derbies. But certainly wish you the best of luck forward uh, <laughs> for the remainder of the league, Eric. Thank you very much. Don't be nervous, son. We just need a statement. And Angelo was playing outside when she... Crawled onto the cable. I tried to stop it, but all I saw was a white light. Son, do you know who connected the cable?
Tabo. That was me. Every year, innocent lives are lost due to electricity theft. Report electricity theft anonymously by sending an SMS to 32211. SMSs cost one rand. Operation Kanisa, the power is in your hands. When you see our children go to school, do you ever take a moment to congratulate yourself? When your neighbors collect their ARVs, do you think about the fact that you are helping save their lives? When millions awake to clean running water, are you aware that each drop is because of you? When small businesses grow into big businesses, do you know that you were a part of it? When last did you take a moment to acknowledge your contribution? To think of the difference your taxes make to the everyday lives of every South African? You are the architects, the teachers, the protectors, the people who make this country great. Thank you for building a better tomorrow. SARS, at your service. Improving the management of public funds by eliminating wasteful expenditure, containing costs and fighting fraud and corruption are amongst the issues that dominate public discussion platforms every day. Find out how Gauteng addresses these matters as it works to build a clean and competent government system when Finance MEC Barbara Creasy presents the 2016-2017 Provincial Budget to the Legislature on Tuesday, the 8th of March, 2016. Don't miss the Provincial Budget highlights in local and mainstream media outlets. This message is brought to you by the Gauteng Provincial Government, together moving Gauteng City Region forward. Dwayne DeLocker on SAFM. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Well, uh, talk about heroes over the weekend. Bongalit Jayu came off the bench. He scored a second half hat trick and helped Black Aces into the last 16 of the Nedbank Cup uh, in their 7 0 demolition of Minnows uh, United Rovers in uh, Kimberley yesterday. I'm glad to say the hat trick heroes on the line. Bongalit, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, congratulations on the result, firstly, and indeed the, uh, the hat trick. How does it feel? Oh, man, it feels good. It's always good to score goals. So I enjoyed myself, and I'm actually happy. I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you, you're happy. But uh, how, how are you feeling about your game at the moment? I mean, some say you know when you're playing lower tier opposition that it's it's not quite the same. Others say it is it is even harder sometimes against lower tier opposition because of how hard they try. How are you feeling there? Well, man, we had to stick to our guns, you know. We had to be as professional as possible. Go out there and just do what we do normally in the play weekend. So we just went out there and we just did our best. In terms of uh, respecting our position and everything, we respected them for all we can and we just, just played the game. So look, that's all. When you look at it on the surface, though, a 7-0 seems like a, a very polished result. But realistically, I, mean, I watched the game and I'm thinking, you, you could have won 15 or 20 nil. How, how did uh, Mushin actually react after the game? Well, you know, man, uh, as you say, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a feeling that he wanted to transfer to all of us, you know, uh, to take the game very seriously. Uh, we just had to take our chances. Uh, we were just fortunate that the goalkeeper was on top of his game, but at least we managed to score seven. Yeah, nothing wrong with a seven. Let's talk about uh, your league action, obviously. Uh, you've been at the top end of the standings all season, but a couple of draws and uh, losses to Pirates and Sundowns. Just seen you slip down a little, but you're still there and thereabouts. You're still top four. What, though, has gone wrong over the past few matches, and what do you feel you need to get right again to to start rising up the, the standings? Well, the main thing is, you know, we, we try to create a lot of chances. So whatever chance we get, we should uh, end up uh, grabbing it. It's, 
Lately, it seems like we've created chances we don't score. So, nothing bad we doing. It's just, we, just unfortunate that we created chances we're not scoring. So, at the end of the day, we just have to get in there and just push it as much as we can because there's nothing else. We push as much as we can and we see how they will take it. As, I, as you said, we've been struggling a couple of days, a uh, couple of weeks and months, but it's, it's part of the game. We just have to step up and just go out there and just do our best. Talking about stepping up, though, I mean, much of the goal-scoring responsibility has fallen to Collins Masuma this season, but I was really pleased to see players stepping up and taking their chances. Uh, from, a, from a team perspective, though, there, there still seems to be, not an element, but a, 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 a definitive structure where anybody's still available to score goals rather than just relying on, on somebody who's having a fine time. Well, that's both that you know, our team is based on have creating chances, you know, whoever's in the box should just grab the chance and score the goal. But if it happens that he scores the goal, we're all happy. Let's talk about Amatux. Uh, you got uh, Tux coming up this weekend. Obviously, they're, they're a side that's struggling in the league. But w- what are you expecting from them, having had a, a confidence-boosting Nedbank Cup win this weekend as well? Well, I mean, it's always, it's always a tough game against Tux, you know. Um... We can look at our records, but our records don't, they say records don't say much, but we just have to go out there and do what we do best and just play football to a certain structure and just take out a game plan on a certain day. You know, Tux has been, Tux has won the Netbank Cup, they full of confidence. Could say the same to us again, we're also full of confidence, but at the end of the day, it's all about winning. So winning the game and it's all about 90 minutes, so we're just going to go out there and just give it our best. Obviously, finishing top two, top three is still a, a, a conceivable result for you guys come, come the weekend. Uh, your coach, Mushin, big respect for continental competition. But from a personal perspective, uh, Bungaletto, how great is that desire for you to be playing in the Champions League or, or Confederation Cup next season? And it's a great desire. I mean, oh, I, I, I would love to play in the Confederation Cup. So every game they push or push to the final place. You know what I mean? Because uh, that's where the platform uh, is. So we're just going to... Give it our all, man, until the last game of the league. It's about us just getting the result and just going, going, seeing how it takes us. But the main thing is, uh, um, ambitions of the team also have to be kind of So we just will be pushing this. Well, it seems to be a great desire, but uh, but uh, but ultimately, it's uh, it's one that will come down to the the final end of the season. But at least you're still in the running for those top finishes. But if I can ask you on a personal note, uh, Bungaletu, um, you you have continued to impress with your with your football, but you seem to be genuinely enjoying it out at uh, at Black Aces. What's what's reignited your your passion for the game? Well, you know, man, uh, our coach just just tells us to do it. Uh, to do the basics right, you know, just do the good things that make us who we are. You know, at the end of the day, it's not about an individual, it's about an individual inside a team, team effort. So we just go out there, we just give it our best. In terms of me, he's been giving me the platform to just sort of showcase my, my football and I'm just doing it within the structures, which is actually enjoyable. So I'm just, every game that I play, I just play to the fullest. Now, I don't know if there's too many people that know this about you, but uh, you, you're really an all-round talent, aren't you? I mean, you, you got, uh, if I'm not mistaken, provincial or national colours in both hockey and cricket as well. I mean, yes. why did you pick football over, over the other sports? Well, what can I say? My, my grandfather was a um, uh, football fanatic, so I actually decided to play football as a kid. 
在树上坐着来，就来革命啊！呃，名称的就其实说说，分布是他们就是比较比，但是啊，一般的说是比较比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。分布就是啊，是比较多。Well, that's all we've got time for. Nalini Muleo is up next after the news of the talk shop. Don't go anywhere. But from the PSL radio show, Sikunjala team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.